This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's your name? Chester. Chester, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Go for it. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V-I-G! www.facebook.com slash r and then all one word r o t r k r o q that's www.facebook.com slash r o t r k r o q okay guys hey guess what you just got blamed yeah and now you are way behind your mind come on wake up our feature presentation morning everybody brand new kevin and bean show it is uh thursday morning the 15th of november hey ellie hey bean hey jensen oh hello friends Welcome back. I'm back. I'm, uh, please re- refer to me as Mrs. Carp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm married now. You, uh, you gotta be so glad to get out of the house, man. Get away from that ball of chain. Oh, right? my wife. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> my wife already. I've been waiting to say that for years. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so how was it? It was very fun. We had to be mm-hmm. a little tricky on air by saying it's in the future or a few weeks, but it was really uh, now about two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I got married here in Los Angeles, uh, mm-hmm. and it was very fun. It was a good mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Kevin said it was a lovely wedding. Yes. Kevin came and sat with the entire Boy Meets World cast. I did. Which was both uh, a funny visual every once in a while to look over and be like, right. That's not Mr. Feeney. Uh, <laughs> that is just my pal hanging with them. And they're the sweetest people, right? Plus, I knew no one. Yeah. But the sweetest people in the world. Sweetest people. But yeah. it was very fun. And, and uh, it was very lovely. It was, I, I don't like attention brought to me on birthdays. Or I'm not a big, like, say, a speech guy. We made sure no speeches were said. Uh, I don't like that kind of attention. Mm-hmm. But, man, I, I actually very much enjoyed celebrating this love, as corny as it sounds. Aww. And it was uh, it was uh, not drawn out like no. some weddings go on forever. Yeah, they yeah. just got up there, they did it, they said their own vows, and yeah. it was a party. We almost awesome. did. We our hashtag how people have like you know Danielle Jensen or something you right. know for your photos. We almost did. We didn't do one at all really, but it was going to be just done by ten. <laughs> please, please leave. Please leave by ten. Yeah. I heard from people that were there that they thought Kevin was uh, Mr. Feeney and that he looked terrible. That he <laughs> no. aged poorly no. since the show went off the air. No, they did not believe that. Everyone was a huge fan of seeing Kevin. And we, we uh, Ali Siegel was there, and she got to come over and say hello. It was a bit of a of a nice moment uh, to see my two friends hanging. Jeez, and Mike Shinoda. Mike Shinoda was Mike hanging. Schneider, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Did you uh, did you wrap your vows as I would have expected? <laughs> no, I, I think that I would have been booed. 
<laughs> I, I did a because tight... Danielle would have destroyed you. That's right. She would have just a total <laughs> battle. Uh, no, my the first tight five minutes of my of my vows were making fun of Thailand, which is a place that Danielle and I went on vacation and had a very bad time. So when you're writing them at home, I was like, okay, this is kind of a funny idea. But wow, this could go over real bad. How will it play? Uh-oh. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm. You got to re- think of the parents. Right? I know. I'm what were the first it. words of yours? We we both hated Thailand. We so both much. hated Thailand so much. <laughs> That's how we started. <laughs> it was a very loving connection we had. That we well, we're both supposed to love this place, and then yeah. we didn't love it. And so I, it's a it's a big part of our love story. <laughs> sure, is that we uh, found love in a horrible place. Uh, and so yeah, and so we, that was my focus, and it went over very well. But but I was nervous at first that I'm I wasn't making a joke of it. It was really a large connection for mm-hmm. us, so sure. it went well. But I did not wrap it. No. Hey, there's a lot to be said for people who hate the same stuff that you hate. That's right. I agree. That's. I feel like that's a bigger connection than if you both like Walking Dead. Like, right. everyone likes Walking Dead. <laughs> what if you both hate Walking Dead? Now you have something to connect with. Sure. Right. But I don't know. Like, uh, Allie can't date a Sharks fan, you know? Same sort of thing. Gross. Same with me. Yeah. Right? That's yeah, gross. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Kevin refuses to have a Sharks fan on the side. Exactly. The uh, <laughs> the other thing that I thought was great, and it happens very seldom, is that every single person in the room is a friend of yours or, or Danielle's and loves you. Yes. Like a whole room full of those people rarely happens. So uh, you, you say like in life or for in weddings? In life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even. For life. It, yeah. it, was, it was very nice in that way. And it was cool. I, this also was something I didn't expect. The internet really took to this wedding, which was like a cool thing in a way that like trended for days and like ended mm-hmm. up on news stories and all these things. Um, and I would have originally, especially lying about when the, the date was and things so that people didn't show up, like um, I, th- I would have thought I hated that. Mm-hmm. And it's odd that I actually sort of liked it because it was so overly positive for Danielle. I mean, the world loves her. And, it and you expected uh, just the opposite. Like, oh, no, she's oh, yeah. so... Or like, who's the accountant she's marrying? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, but instead, it was very positive and, and it was nice to see people celebrate it. And it was, I don't know, a lot of a lot of surprises for me in the attention it got. Um, John Mayer sang, which was like a big story for a day or two. Like, those kind of things I normally would have hid from. And instead, I actually enjoyed seeing it out there. That's nice. Yeah. What was the, uh, what was the name you were given in one of the headlines? Were they were unclear as to the the name of the groom. Uh, were well, you Jensen Smith or something? Jensen or? Clark. I got <laughs> Jensen, <laughs> Jensen Clark. Yes. I got Jensen Clark. And then also my other favorite was the Daily Mail that wrote, uh, "Boy Meets World: Danielle Fischel gets married." Dot dot dot. After eight months of engagement, <laughs> it's like Ew. hot story. <laughs> what the hell? Hot tip, man. Wow. Yeah, I was like, is that the hot story? Then there was also a couple that said John Mayer serenades Danielle Fischel at her wedding, and I was like, Did, <laughs> was Whoa. I there? Right? <laughs> Did he do that behind my back? A little creepy. We yeah. weren't going to tell you, Jensen. Yeah, but it was very fun, and I uh, I appreciated uh, the reaction to it. And also, just like, I I loved the night. I thought it was really fun. How many right. memes of Corey's going to be pissed have you worst. gotten? I've gotten 700, yeah. and I work with you, it's so I can't even imagine. It's, it's not inventive. No. You know what I mean? Like, So there are some every once in a while that come in that I'm like, okay, at least that's a right. good joke. Be right. witty. Yeah, right. but the one of either that's not Corey mm-hmm. or the one of him ripping his shirt open that's says like Topanga, like let's right. check in on Corey and it's that. Yeah. Those aren't funny. <laughs> but there are ones that are very good. Right. Those are not them. Those okay. two. So <laughs> cut it you, out, uh, people. Would no. you mind, Jensen, if I read the bro bi- the bro bible um story from a week ago? I, I didn't read it, so this will be my first time. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you'll enjoy it very much. Great, great. Who's Here's this the, uh, when B says that you won't. Also Here's... for the record, if there's any website that is not on brand for me, 
It's bro Bible. Right. <laughs> yes. So this Very makes sense so. whenever it's I am sense. not shocked you can okay. read it. <laughs> this is from uh, seven days ago, okay. and it's written by a young man named Matt Keegan. Okay. Uh, oh, the Pulitzer he, Prize winning Matt Keegan. And he says, here's, here's the headline. <laughs> Topanga Lawrence just got married, so please allow me to irrationally hate on her new husband to soften the blow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually what, very what funny. Is funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jensen Carp could very well be the pinnacle of human evolution. <laughs> he could adopt abandoned, abandoned puppies in third world countries and not post to social media about it. He could be sinking his own money into finding a cure for childhood cancer. He could leave positive Yelp reviews. <laughs> Jensen Carp cannot do enough good in this world to change my opinion on him, which is and will always be F him and the horse he rode in on that he saved from a sure death at a glue factory and is now using to teach horseback riding lessons to underprivileged children. Jensen Karp will never be able to overcome his one fatal flaw. He just married Topanga Lawrence and robbed me of a fantasy that I've had since I was wearing Hulk Hogan undies and wearing light-up sneakers. Topanga, known to her mother as Daniel Fischel, married the carp on Sunday in Los Angeles at the swanky Carandale house. So I think that's uh, quite yeah. a, an endorsement there. I mean, I, I enjoy it. And also, that's funny. That's, that's not very yes, good. Yes, I, I take back my jokes about Bro Bible. <laughs> Jensen is the head writer for Drop the Mic on TBS, which is emceed by Method Man and model Haley Baldwin. Well, la de effing da. <laughs> Please join me as I do with all of my ex's new boyfriends, comb through their social media accounts and unfairly and irrationally judge them out of spite and missed opportunity. Oh, he then then roasts me picture by picture. Then he goes on and like points out the, hey Jensen, sweet jacket, what color is that? I've been on a beer bender for two weeks and haven't had a sip of water. Boom, roasted. I mean, he goes through your, 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 I gotta send you the link. This is incredible. That's pretty good. I love it. See, this is funny, though. Yes, that wins. This one is funny. I bet you did break a lot of hearts, though, from people who who grew up thinking that it was going to be their job. It would appear so. It would appear so. I I never had watched the show growing up. I've only seen two episodes because she's shown me them recently. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we grew up together, so I just knew her as someone who was famous from my school growing up. Right. Uh, Right. It was very sweet and very nice. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I learned quickly that the world treats her as sort of a... uh, uh, um, Everyone's childhood is mm-hmm. defined by their first crush, right. it seems, right. and she uh, was many pers- many people's first crush. I'm glad to hear that you only watched two episodes of Boy Meets World. Yeah, because I'd watched none. Well, and I, I mean, was sitting at the table with the cast. Yeah, <laughs> did, did they did they ask you like did Not it come really. up? Okay. Was there no, a quiz? I was able to just sort of uh, I'm going to get out of that conversation just because I don't. I don't want it to be embarrassing. No, I don't. Yeah. Th- but I don't think they expect. They always say they didn't think anyone was watching until now. Now they know people were watching because mm-hmm. people. But back then they were like, no one knew who. Yeah, it was. Social but, media. But, but I've never seen an episode either. But we're also not the right age to have no. grown up. With no, that show. no, I hope not. So they, I don't think you would expect us. <laughs> no, to if have not, seen it. if not, you uh, have a possible issue. Yeah, Correct. A little yes. crazy. <laughs> no. a little crazy. Need exactly. to notify the authorities. Yeah. Well, I'm glad everything went well. Thank you. And uh, and welcome back. You were missed. So I appreciate uh, it. So. It's good to see good to see Jensen back. Happy to be here. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Show, shall we? You've crossed the line. This is a line you guys are unaware of, okay. but you have crossed it. Okay. Uh, Dr. Drew's on the show today like he is on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. We check on NFL Week 11 with R.J. Bell from Vegas. We have Taryn Egerton on the program today. How about that? From mm-hmm. Robin Hood. Boy, no missteps in that kid's career. Right? Mm-mm. He knows what he's doing. The King of Mexico hates everything... About Hall- about Thanksgiving. It's so dumb. It's right? It's ridiculous. Yeah. He'll argue any part of it sucks. You can bring it, what about this? What about, no, 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 bad. So we're going to talk about that today. Uh, Jensen's here with Get Up On This, mm-hmm. and we've got your tickets 
for the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas. Night two coming up in the six o'clock hour. Take a break and we'll come back with what's happening next. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Hey, Allie, what's happening? Hey, Bean. So remember yesterday we were talking about the new Netflix show that's going to be fall of 2019, Rhythm and Flow? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know about this, Jensen? Yes, this is Chance and... Uh couple other people, right? Cardi B and T.I. Okay. They are going to be judges. It's a hip-hop competition series. So it's essentially American Idol, but for hip-hop. Yeah. Were your ears ringing yesterday? I, I, I did get a tweet that said you guys said I would be a good contestant on this. Yes. And I, I agree, a 40-year-old Jewish man would be great on this hip-hop show. That's I, funny, and yet I think you would be. All right. I believe that's why um, Bean said it. You'd okay. walk in and they'd be like, who brought the accountant? <laughs> yeah, and and then the, you'd yeah. just wow them. It's the white men can't jump syndrome. <laughs> but then we also mentioned our own uh, Muggos. Yeah, I, I mean, did. I know well. I know about Muggos. You heard it? Yeah. Okay, amazing. I mean, right? everyone's heard it. I he killed it. All they were playing in Hawaii, you, like you couldn't get away from it on the radio? Uh, <laughs> pool, at the bars. It was <laughs> it was everywhere. And the ad libs he does are great. Yes, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, the reason I bring it up is because Chance the Rapper in the news again. He's expanding into movies as the producer of an upcoming musical that's called Hope. The film will follow a group of Chicago teenagers who band together to turn art into action within their community. A writer from Empire is going to be writing and producing it, and Nico Siegel, who formed the hip-hop group Save Money with Chance and Vic Mensa, is going to oversee the music. So, alright, Chance the Rapper. Yeah, movie right. guy. Busy dude. I dig it. You guys, this, um... This is gross. But if you've ever wished you could wrap your loved one's gift with scented wrapping paper, Jimmy Dean has you covered. All right. The sausage maker is hosting what it calls the Jimmy Dean Recipe Gift Exchange. Basically, they give you free gifts that you can exchange for photos of dishes that you created from their featured sausage recipes. So you show them pictures of recipes that you've made with their food, and they'll give you a little gift, including... Sausage-scented wrapping paper. Do you want extra sausage? A glass Christmas tree ornament shaped like a package, like a Jimmy, Jimmy Dean sausage. So it just it look, just looks like a big old wiener on your tree, which is nice. I'm happy with, you know, your sausage meat any way you can get it. Well, there you have it. So if you want to get in on that, uh, just make basically a um, featured sausage recipe and send it in. What nice is Nice sausage. Sausage-scented wrapping paper. So much... <laughs> meat. <laughs> oh, had her mouth full, apparently. Right? She she made a, made so much meat. Yeah. Guys, do we need I that? deserve delicious sausage. Okay. How, that's a lot of sausage, right? A lot of drops. Finally, we're getting a little more sausage at this party. <laughs> We got a lot of sausage audio if you if you ever need it. I mean, let's hear more. Cause it's a sausage party, sausage party. We're having a sausage party. Backstreet Boys there. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Taking a turn. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No way. Uh Uh-oh, sausage. (laughs) Quite the folder. I mean, really. (laughs) That was uh, Pamela Anderson, by the way. From, is from meat the on the menu this week? Nice. Yo, Ali, you want to play a game? All right, you be the Italian restaurant and I'll be the truck. Because I'm about to deliver the sausage. 
That was uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get I it. need meat. Wow, Kevin. Well, I mean, we were playing drops. No need to add your own right there. <laughs> Here's a sentence I never thought I'd say, but if you thought a sausage couldn't really hurt anyone, frankly, think again. Oh, because he said frankly. And that's when the, the sausage thing launched at that woman's face. No one wants that. No. I mean, unless you're into it. Right. And I guess so. So Sausage M- tastes good. Okay. MTV is set to revive Spring Break. Remember that show that oh, they would do from a different sure. Spring Break location? Please. I know. I, I feel like Eric Neese just stood up and was like, hello? Like, like as <laughs> soon as you say Spring Break, yeah, he gets out of his casket. And he's ready to rock. Well, this one will take place March 19th through the 21st at the Grand Oasis Hotel in Cancun, Mexico. So... Stay away from the Grand Oasis right? Hotel in Cancun, Mexico. How about sausage? Uh, might be. Um, some musical performances, celebrity guests. And MTV also recently announced the purchase of Snow Globe Music Festival. That's the one, I believe, up in Tahoe, right? It's very cold and lots of musical artists. And they're going to move that to Cancun? No, that's going to be uh, a separate. still there. Oh, so they're also yeah. going to do like a winter break. Yeah, like a winter... Snowed in or whatever it was called. Right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Dan Cortez, baby. I feel like they're trying to get back to, you know, younger people watching MTV again. Like hmm. we all used to when we were young, when sure. MTV played videos and Had did DJs. fun shows. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Wubba, wubba, wubba. Was that downtown Julie Brown? Yeah. Love it. Excellent. I'm speaking to a certain person this morning. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) All right, some birthdays for you. Lily Aldridge, friend of the show, you guys. She's awesome. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo, and I bring her up because arguably the best Christmas movie. Right, Chip? Yep. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Of course, in all the National Lampoon movies. And actress from The Descendants, The Fault in Our Stars, Divergent Series, Big Little Eyes, Shailene Woodley. I read Shailene Woodley likes to go to a private area, open her vagina, let the sun in, and that's how she gets her glow. Well, more power to her. It's working. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, um, we have a, a voicemail line here 24-7 that you can call and leave a message at any time on any topic. And we encourage you to do so. It's the Kevin and Bean Afro line at 323-520-AFRO. And I understand the calls have been coming in hot. They have, yes. <laughs> What's up, Kevin and Bean podcast listener here? I just listened to the Halloween uh, episode and just learned the most amazing piece of information. So, um, Kevin, Bean... Which one's going to do it? Oh, no. That was going to take off. <laughs> we can't let that happen, guys. We can't. It, like you said at the beginning, Kevin, it's anarchy. First, some reason, listeners start doing it. For those of you that don't know, for about eight to ten years, Bean and I, one of us would do that. The other had to start singing the Monster Mash. And that was just the thing that we did, and I don't know why. And it was uh, completely uh, random at different times of the year. It kept coming out in August. It didn't matter when it was. You had to sing. But now it's anarchy. (laughs) The listeners are doing it. Here in my car, not feeling safe at all. Driving in the zero mile club in my car. Not sure how long my car will last. I have to go from Torrin to Long Beach on the 405. Oh, my God. Trying to stay calm. It is exhilarating. I have zero miles to go. Will I make it? 
Kevin is a cult leader who has convinced people for some reason that the thing to do is to drive when your needle is below zero I don't in your car. I think that makes me a cult leader. It does. Well, Radio on Dirt. Dirt. Radio on Dirt. Radio on I tried to do that with vodka. Oh, vodka, not a good idea. So gargling vodka doesn't Ooh. work. Okay. Let me make a note. Good tip. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm at the Cube game. I'm a little drunk. And I hear Kevin talking on the on, on the on the Fox Sports West. And tell you why he sounds perfectly good now that I'm drunk. Um, Maybe because he, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's the answer to Kevin making sense is you just got to be drunk and it all falls into place. Everybody else needs to be drunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Bean actually went as uh, DJ Omar Khan to jury duty? I mean, just, just picture it. Just try to imagine it, you know? <laughs> Hi, I'm DJ Omar Khan. Wicked, wicked. Uh, fuh, fuh, I am willing to commit voter fraud and attend any jury as whoever wants me to, just so I can get on a jury. You know, we're on the air, right? You just said that out loud? Oh, damn it. Yeah. Hi there. This is Kevin and Bean listener Mike, uh, listening on Radio.com. It's... Okay. I was working in the lab later, right? Come on. I mean, come on. Yeah. Hey, Kevin and Bean. Podcast listener here. And I was wondering if I could get an instant request. Can I get a dolphin talking to Alf? Oh, that's a great idea. Talking to Alf. Listen up, everyone. New instant. Make a request. Instant request. Instant request. No problem. I only know no problem, really. It's anarchy. What's wrong with us? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, people. Hey, Kevin and Bean. Yeah. Podcast was on here. Tell me for an instant request. Oh, no. Featuring the dolphin and the queen. Listen up, everyone. You instant. Make a request. Instant request. Kevin and Bean. Instant request. <laughs> Stay away from me. My blood is royal. <laughs> the best we got. Stop doing that. I'm Kevin and Bean Afro line. This is an instant request for Jigsaw talking to a dolphin. Hey, okay. Steve. Listen up, everyone. You instant. Make a request. Instant request. Kevin and Bean. Instant request. You want to play? My mic broke. You want to play a game? <laughs> is that a no? It was. Okay. <laughs> Um, now what? We've burned through all three of right? Kevin's impressions. Oh, that's it. I'm so out, good, though. though. So good. Was it so yeah. good? Yeah. Okay. 323-520-AFR24 hours a day. This is the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Jensen, mm-hmm. welcome back, sir. Oh, thanks so much. Jensen was gone on his, uh, for his uh, wedding mm-hmm. and his honeymoon, and yes. he has returned. We missed his feature last week. It is Thursday at about that time. It's time to get up on this. Get up, get on up on this. Get up. Get up, get on up on this. Get up, get on up on this. 
Well, this is a weekly segment where I get you up on something that you might not know about, something that hasn't yet hit the mainstream, or something that over the past few decades you didn't give enough attention to. Mm. And I'm ready to get you up on a YouTube channel. Okay. And, in essence, an international radio show that you should know about. Okay. And that is Like a Version, V-E-R-S-I-O-N. It is a segment on Australian radio station Triple J. It was created by Mel Bampton as part of the Mel in the Morning show, which uh, normally I wouldn't promote a morning show, but I don't know if you're downloading the ABC Australian Broadcasting Center. Uh, but the better part is the segment was later moved to another show, a drive program, and then now on the breakfast show. Every week, a musician or band comes into the studio to play one of their own songs and cover a song they love, which is kind of like the BBC studio sessions. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this is better. And Spotify singles, too. That's right. Thing. This is the best one, though. They've been doing it since 2004. Many of your favorite artists have participated, including Lord, Childish Gambino, uh, Tame Impala, Haim, Gang of Youths, Halsey, Arctic Monkeys, but even better, a ton of local artists participate in this one. So it's introduced me to some great new Australian bands and mm-hmm. some international bands I had never heard of until this. But the coolest part is that all of these are on YouTube. So you Fantastic. can go to YouTube and watch all of them. They've released also compilation albums of these covers. Some have been I have released. Them all, uh, I have them all, Jensen. They're incredible, right? Yeah, they're great. They're the best. And some have been released as stand... I know, a little... I'm, I'm being-like. <laughs> uh, and they have all been released as standalone singles as well recently. Uh, we'll play one of the more popular ones. Um, I love this. Mm-hmm. This is very good. Also, they recently, over the past year, have really gotten into the production of it. So the videos are no longer just them sitting in a radio station. I know recently they put out... Uh, Brock Hampton did an Alicia Keys cover, and now it's a full performance in a sort of warehouse and everything. So they're, they're stepping up their production, and for good reason. We're going to start with with one that is a K-Rock almost, uh, absolute almost uh, acoustic Christmas performer. That was smooth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the performer is Churches, and this is covering Kendrick Lamar's Love. Give me your own for my money There's nobody, no one to around me So give me your own for my money Sipping bubbly, feeling lovely Living lovely Amazing. That's yeah. lovely. So good. So good. And it basically every time I think like based on uh, like the BBC one or the Spotify, they pick, I think, more challenging songs mm-hmm. for the Australian station. Like I feel like they kind of up their ante a bit mm-hmm. uh, and bring their A game. That is uh, heard here with another absolute almost acoustic Christmaser, Billie Eilish, who's covering Michael Jackson's Bad. I'm giving you on account of three. You've seen nothing, so just wait till I get through because I'm bad, I'm bad. Come on, 
love that so much. Yeah, guys, it's always good. I like when they <laughs> don't do direct copies. They yes. make it their own and change it completely. I love it's that. It's so good. And as a radio nerd myself, I think they're doing really great stuff um, in Australia. Here's another one. Flume featuring Kai, Kaka, and Vince Staples covering Ghost Town DJ's My Boo. What? Yeah. What's wow. happening? Yeah, it's all wow. good. And that's a single. You can download that anywhere. iTunes, Spotify, you can get that song. Uh, Flume, awesome. That's a great cover. But then, German folk group that I had no idea about. So this is an example of one of the ones that show up, uh, and I had never heard of them. Mm-hmm. And you get introduced to them by a cover, which I love. And then you look into their own music, and you're like, ah, I love this group. Uh, this is a good example of it. This is Milky Chance doing Nelly Furtado's I'm Like a Bird. Wow. Yeah, here it is. this is an album well they make compilation albums that you can buy through i think amazon but they're imports and stuff oh, exports things that we used to buy when we were tower records as kids <laughs> uh, for 38 dollars because it had prince's picture on it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh they have those but you can also download these they're all on youtube as well it's just like a version v-e-r-s-i-o-n from triple j radio in australia i could not recommend it more it is awesome and that is my get up on this get up get on up All right, this is the first pair of tickets we have for this morning for the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas. We'll do another pair at 9 a.m., but right now it's night number two. You can win right now with a game that we like to call Such Big Liar. You want tickets to Acoustic Christmas? What you desire? All you have to do is let us know. game called Such Big Liar. Well, we're going to take some artists who are performing at Absolute Acoustic. At, oh, Jesus. We'll put that up over there on a piece of paper. I mean, someone's got to put it under my <laughs> eyeballs, if possible. Uh, but smash that Absolute button is what I'm saying. Uh, and listen, we have a bunch of artists. We're going to give you facts about them. Two of those facts are lies. Such Big Liar. One of them is true. You have to tell us which one is true. All right. Oh, all right. That sounds easy enough. Mm-hmm. Who's our first contestant, Kevin? Uh, first up is Joe from Canoga Park. Good morning. All right, Joe, you understand the concept here. Kevin is going to go first. He is going to give you three facts about one of the artists playing night number two. And okay. one of And one of them is true. You identify the true one. Got it. 
We uh, we say the artist, right? Just to make sure before I go. <laughs> That's <home>. right. <laughs> All right. This is Mike Shinoda. Shinoda's mother encouraged him to take classical piano lessons when he was only six. In 2004, Linkin Park worked with Kanye in a collaboration album uh, called Collision Course. Even though Mike had no training, he does the artwork for all of his albums. I'm going to go with the first one. The first one. Shinoda's mother encouraged him to take classical piano lessons when he was six is correct. Hey. Nicely done. done, Joe. Second one was Jay-Z. Thank you. And the third one, he went to the uh, Art Center College of Design in Pasadena. All right, all right, so he is in the drawing. Joe is one step closer to being America's next top model. I don't all think right, that's how it works. All right, to win the ticket. Sorry, yes. Uh, Jennifer, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Jennifer, your question is going to be about Florence and the Machine. Now, Florence obviously refers to the lead singer, Florence Welsh. Who or what does the Machine refer to? Is it, number one, a metaphor? We're all just cogs in the big old machine of life. Is it number two? Florence often runs barefoot all across the stage while she performs, so the machine is a treadmill, and that stage is her treadmill. Or is it three? Just a private joke with her friend Isabella Summers, and she used to call her Issa Machine. Um, I'll go with the first one. Ah, the cog in the big old machine no. of life? No. It's a teenage collaboration with her friend Isabella Summers, who she calls Isabella Machine Summers. She's the keyboardist in her band. Womp womp. Oh, Thank sorry, you, Jennifer. Jennifer. Oh, that's such a big liar. Oh, right. you're such a big liar. Right? Sorry. Let's go to Mario in Los Angeles. Hi there. Hey, guys. Hey, Mario. Uh, smash that absolute button. Uh, this <laughs> this one is about Billie Eilish. Uh, here we go. Okay. You, you ready? Eilish's first brush with Hollywood came when she was cast as a baby in the Tom Hanks movie The Terminal. Eilish's first song, written when she was 11, was zombie-themed and inspired by The Walking Dead. Or, during her last U.S. tour, Eilish traveled with a vintage cotton candy machine and nacho cheese bar for every after party. Which one of those is true? I'm going to go with the uh, cotton candy and nacho cheese bar. Oh, no, no, no. Mm. It's that Eilish's first song, written when she was 11, was zombie-themed and inspired by The Walking Dead. That was true. Everything else is false. I am such big liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such big liar. By the way, 11. She wrote it when she was 11. Yeah, she's yeah, a real that? talent. Yeah. Uh, Derek and La Mirada, hi. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. Hey, Derek, only Joe is in the running to win the tickets. Let's see if you can join him. I'm giving you some fun facts about Bastille. Two will be false. One will be true. Your job is to tell us which one is the true one. Lead singer, right. Dan's, lead singer Dan Smith from the band was born in France, which is why the band takes its name from Bastille Day, the French holiday on July 14th. That's fact number one. Number two. Although the band worked with DJ Marshmallow on their current hit song, Happier, they never saw Marshmallow without his giant marshmallow head. That's fact number two. Number three. Dan is such a fan of David Lynch that one of the first songs the band ever recorded was named Laura Palmer after the character from Twin Peaks. Which is the true fact? Um, I'm going to go with number one. Number one, that he was born in France. That's why they're called Bastille. No, I'm sorry. Oh. Although his birthday is on Bastille Day, which has something to do with why July 14th. That's why that inspired the name of the band. But the true one is he, they did, in fact, write and record a song called Laura Palmer because they were such big Twin Peaks fans. I'm sorry. I am such a big liar, but you did not win. <laughs> oh, that's such a big liar. All right. Um, hold one second. Let's go to, to uh, John. 
in Manhattan Beach. Hi, John. Hello, John. John's gone. Okay. Like John's a little bit of a speed bump here on this game. Let's oh. go to Allie in San Gabriel. Hi. Hi there. Hey, Allie. Hey. Your question is going to be about Death Cab for Cutie. How did Death Cab for Cutie get their name? Was it, number one, a near-death experience in a New York City cab when a drunk college co-ed grabbed the wheel and they nearly crashed into a cafe? Is it, number two, they got it from a song performed by 60s band Bonzo Dog Duda? Or is it, number three, a guy named Steve? I'm going with the number two Bonzo Dog Duda. It is indeed by a '60s band, Bonzo Dog Duda, that had a song "Death Cab for Cutie." Well done. Nicely done. Did not know that. I didn't either. It's so (laughs) weird. I thought no one would get that because it's so bizarre. Bonzo Dog Duda. We uh, only have time for one more contestant, I'm sorry to say, guys. And so far, we only have two people in the drawing for the tickets. All right, let's go to Kendall in Mission Viejo. Hi, Kendall. All right, yours is a uh, young. Hi, hi, hi. hi. Um, this is Kevin. Yours is uh, Young the Giant. The band was formed in two 2000- thousand. The band was formed in two thousand four in Irvine and started with the name Jake the Giant. Cough syrup appeared on the band's two thousand eight Shake My Hand EP and received regular airplay from K Rock's Cat on locals only. After playing the Great Escape Festival in Brighton, Robert Smith told a fan that Young the Giant was one of his favorite new bands. Which one of those is okay. true? Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with two. Right. Two is correct. Nicely done. Big liar. Well done. She was totally just guessing, but it worked out for you. All right, is it Joe? Is it the Good Alley, or is it Kendall? Who is gonna win tickets for the K Rock Absolute Almost Christmas 2018 Night Number Two? It's the good alley. Hey. The good alley. Woo. Congratulations. Oh Congratulations, Allie. Thank you. Thank we'll, you so much. We will see you at night number two, and thanks for playing the game. Whoa, 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 such big liar. Oh, that's such big liar. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Yeah. This man's a monster. Right, it's too late. Yeah. It's Ugh. too late for Halloween spooks. I don't know what you're doing. Ugh. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, oh, Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> All right. Turkey things are gonna happen. Turkey things are gonna happen, Dave. Okay, we don't have time for that. We have to get to the monster. Outside my window, Thanksgiving cooks behind the tree. I wish the pilgrims could see, but I can't find them for the life of me. And it's Thanksgiving cooks outside my window play. You'll notice that it's a turkey that is mentioned in Thanksgiving spooks. You know why? Because turkey is the centerpiece of an American Thanksgiving meal as it has been for hundreds of years in this country. Dave Listen. is poo-pooing turkey right. for Thanksgiving. Let's just let's give you an overview though. Okay. Dave hates all things Thanksgiving. All things. Yeah. So this is just one of the items that he hates, well, which is turkey. Let's not say all things. I like football. Football's fun on Thanksgiving. It's not a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. thing, yeah. though. I like the cold air that's on Thanksgiving usually. Oh, yeah. The, the, that's uh, cool. foundation of Thanksgiving. Cold <laughs> air. Right. <Yeah. laughs> so, so there's a couple of things that I like about Thanksgiving. 
But the centerpiece of Thanksgiving is the meal. That's the focus of the day is friends and family get together around the big table if they're lucky enough to to be able to be with people and have a feast. That's what it's all about. Because you never see your family. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's all get together for a dinner. A but dinner. Other. Okay, here's the problem, Bean. The family thing, fine, sure. You know, maybe you don't Dave see. Dave sits at a table of one. I think that's the yeah. problem. Maybe <laughs> yes. you don't see some family Can't members who you probably do not want to see, anyways. You know, once a year, and then you know when you get together. You start arguing over different things, and then what happens? They serve you dinner, and then everyone's like, all right, cool, we're going to eat now. And then what do you get to eat? You get to eat some crappy turkey. Why is So explain why you think turkey is crappy. Have you tasted it? Yes, turkey is genuinely great. How mm-hmm. often do you eat turkey? I eat turkey. Well, are we talking about like a carved turkey, or are we saying oh, like talking, Jimmy, like, Jimmy John's turkey sandwich? No, no, I'm talking about turkey that's served like, I ate it like twice, like Christmas and Thanksgiving. Oh, you're a monster, and it's always wonderful. It's always wonderful. <laughs> no, it's not. You guys, I don't eat pumpkin pie all year long, but I still love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pumpkin pie is pretty well, good. And stuffing, talk yeah. about that. and stuffing, I only eat a couple times. <laughs> true, and it's true. tremendous. Yes, yeah. yes, but yeah, that's why it's only served once a year. Because it's tremendous. Yeah, I don't know. It, By the yeah, way, that's why it's only mo- served once a year. Right? Most of the time, there can be two different meats like there's ham or something yeah. else if you don't uh, like turkey uh, of most course. of the time that's because yeah, ham is good so oh. you should serve yeah. ham right but uh you know the, the, I, I threw out the twitter poll yesterday to the kevin and bean listeners uh-huh. and uh you know i'm sure it was worded evenly no no it was it was uh it was straightforward do I, you I, like I, ham or garbage turkey right <laughs> no, exactly. no, no, i smashed that I absolute just, button <laughs> <laughs> I just asked, you know, if you had a choice, what would you serve? And the options were turkey, ham, chicken, or uh, roast beef. Um, And, you know, 58% was turkey because 58% of people can think for themselves. Now, the the listeners also came up. So you put up a poll. Yes. And Turkey won, it, and it, you're completely it discounting it because everybody that voted for it is wrong. Yes, because they're lemmings. Okay. They're sheep. He thinks they're, that they're he, the sheep. He thinks we've been directed to like turkey. I see. Yeah, exactly. You're falling turkey, into... You're, you're just... You're just... You're conforming to the man. Oh, just, the man you know, told us turkey's yes. good. Huh. Yes. Okay, let me stop you right there, Dave, and ask this question. Is there anything wrong with turkey being a tradition for the holiday, much like most of us don't eat popcorn? Except when we go to the movies. Good one. They go together. Popcorn and going to the movies go together. (laughs) Turkey goes together with Thanksgiving. What's wrong with that? Do you not make popcorn at home in your microwave? I do not. Oh, wow. You're the only one. Because I, don't I, know. I don't either. Oh, I don't either. I have a bunch of liars. None of us wow, you guys are oh, yeah. liars now you, just you because guys, we don't. You guys are monsters. You know what I, else? I, I, like, you guys can, I, enjoy. Like, I like candy canes. I only eat them in December. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's yes. nothing wrong with that. It's a, it's a season. <laughs> it can be a seasonal item and be great. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And just I, because I, you don't have it in July doesn't mean turkey at the end of November isn't fantastic. And I bet you celebrate Columbus Day as well, Bean. I've what, lost what now. I am. Because, you know, the school's taught you. Were you, you have in the debate, you, team, yeah. debate team in the high school? Yes, I was. Okay. There's no yeah. way you were yeah. on the debate team. Yeah, state <laughs> champ. No way. California State Champ, 1995. Nice. Dave, we, we don't have much time here, yes. but what are you? where are you going to be and what are you going to be doing uh, a week from today on Thanksgiving? I will be with my family. And Who I you've will... already said people show up that you hate. Yeah. No, I don't you've hate any of my family members. I just see them a lot, so it's nothing special. Um, but, you know, uh, I will avoid the turkey. But, you know, the Kevin and Bean listeners kept putting it, gave us an alternate uh, option, which I think everyone should adopt. And it is tamales. Tamales are the greatest 
food item. I love tamales too, world. but I don't think of tamales when I think of Thanksgiving. Exactly. Nor nor would you because it's not you're you're not used to it. But if you introduce it to your family, everyone will love it and everyone will enjoy it more than turkey. And then everyone will have a good day. And then we all enjoy Thanksgiving. Do you know how time consuming? making tamales is as opposed to just throwing a bird in the oven uh and here's why this is awesome because you could buy them well, you can buy everything turkey. what are you talking about yes. no uh, i'm i'm raising my turkey uh, <laughs> and i'm out there just petting it making yeah. sure it's well yeah. fed yeah. dave you're the worst we didn't even to get to like the turkey takes like 12 hours to make the debate what? champ is back he did it <laughs> turkey is bad I, i've been turned around <laughs> the king of mexico is bull Allie's here now. Time for What's Happening on this Thursday. Uh, Bean, you had the same reaction as I did when I saw this story yesterday. I thought, well, this is the onion. People are running with an onion story. It has to do with action hero Jack Reacher. Jack mm-hmm. Reacher is getting a reboot. Maybe going to Netflix. It's definitely going to a small screen. But they're no longer going to use Tom Cruise as the lead. He I was, was going to say, lead, I thought he was, yeah. Yeah, in 2012, he was the lead in the original one, made $218 million worldwide, positive reviews. 2016 sequel, not so good. Jack Reacher, never go back. Grossed only about $162 million. But it's not for that reason that they're not using Tom Cruise. Um, the man that wrote the books that these movies are based on just says, well, the fact is Tom Cruise is just too short. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Isn't he one of the biggest box office stars of yes. all time? Yes. Especially when it comes to action. Yes. So Insane. In his books, Reacher is described as six foot five with hands the size of dinner plates. Okay. Tom Cruise, this article says he's five foot seven. Oh, come on. What? What are yeah, you saying? Right come there? on. Please. Ah, uh, you, you knew he was six foot five back in 2012 when you did the movie. You certainly knew he was six foot five when you did the sequel in 2016. And the lesser of those two made 160 million. 162 million. That's yeah, crazy. It's, it's all very odd. But um, people had complained about Cruz um, not being the imposing man that he should have been, like they read in the books. That's and ridiculous because way more people saw the movies than read the books. 100%. Um, but the author says, ultimately, the readers are right. The size of Reacher is really, really important. It's a big component of who he is. So Brad Garrett? Brad Garrett will now be Jack Reacher. Isn't that... That's weird. Isn't that cuckoo? Yeah, that sounds like they made up that excuse for something else. Like Tom Cruise mm-hmm. was like, listen, this character blows. Maybe. I don't want to be in it. Maybe, or the other way around. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. If you can get Tom Cruise in your movie, get Tom Cruise in your movie. That's what I think. I would think. And he was good in both of the other ones. It's it's this so weird. weird to me. He's just too short. <laughs> like, he just started being short. Although they do say that you do shrink as you get older. But that much? No. Not even a little bit. It's all very bizarre. Hey, you guys, guess who's getting his own star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame on November 19th? Can I guess? Yep. Is it Snoop Dogg? It is Snoop Dogg. Yay! Did you know that? 
course he did. I uh, saw something about that. Right. Yeah, he's being recognized in the recording category, and he's going to receive the 2,651st star on Hollywood Boulevard right in front of Jimmy Kimmel Live. And Jimmy Kimmel will be on hand to honor Snoop. That is uh, well-deserved. Absolutely. That is all going down again on November the 19th. So congratulations. Sipping on gin and juice. Mm-hmm. Laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. I mean, he still got it. He still has yeah. it. You're right. Well, that that was Alex Trebek, you guys. Oh. Jeopardy, that wasn't Snoop. So I Alex have no Trebek. idea what you're talking about. That so was Alex Snoop. Trebek is getting a star? Yes, okay. as Snoop Dogg. Okay. Yeah, it's a character. You didn't know that this whole time. Didn't. Snoop Dogg has been played by Alex Trebek. How about that? You guys, this story, I have a lot of feelings about it. So a Washington state couple who describes themselves as, quote, crazy head over heels cat people, they replace their traditional cocktail hour at their wedding with something called a kitten hour. During that hour, guests were allowed to hold, cuddle, and play with kittens. Here's what Colleen, the bride, said. We love our cats very much and wanted to bring a little of their spirit to the celebration. We want a guest to have something to do during family picture time. And I thought, okay, well, they really like cats until the next sentence. And we were also too broke to have a cocktail hour. Well, lead with that. We're (laughs) too damn broke and cheap to have cocktails. So here's a furry kitten. Play with a little kitty cat. Sure, you want to be drunk right now, but aren't you having fun playing with a cat? I think most people would sort of understand that. You go, okay, you don't have money for that. That's okay. We get it. Not a big deal. But bring dogs is my point. Bring dogs. (laughs) Absolutely. I just thought that was so funny. By the way, the six kittens came from this Seattle Animal Center, and guests loved the idea. Colleen said, lots of people told us that every wedding should have a mandatory kitten hour. And an open bar, Colleen. Right. We get it. Did they just... uh borrow these kittens yes. or did they adopt them nope. all? Nope. Uh, they, uh, they borrowed them. But I'm sure it also led to a lot of people that maybe didn't realize how much they loved uh, cuddling cats to then say, oh, we should adopt a cat. And then they adopt a cat. Or the opposite of that. Or they're like, this blows. <laughs> right. Where's the booze and dogs? <laughs> that might have happened. You guys, speaking of, uh, of booze, do you ever buy wine just because the label is pretty or it's got kind of a cool name? Um, I'm, I don't like wine, so I don't buy it, but most products, yes. Yeah. Well, different wine labels, like you look at a, a bottle, you're like, that is gorgeous. I'm going to get it. I don't know what it tastes like. Well, if I saw this label, I'm buying it. Okay. But a lot of people on social media are a little concerned that maybe this company didn't understand what they were doing. This is a bottle of wine that features images of four apples overlapping each other vertically, and the wine is called... Four skins. <laughs> I'm buying that immediately. I need it so bad. So somebody posted a picture to the Twitter account, you had one job, and they wrote, you sure you want to call it that? That's funny. And then it sparked this debate over whether it was intentional or a very awkward mistake. Of course it was intentional. That's brilliant. Right? I don't know. Four skins. I understand, but I'm saying I'm not positive they did. Really? Look, somebody involved in the process somebody knew. Okay, had yeah. to catch the pun. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's true. I hope so. Otherwise, oh, bless their hearts, right? Sweet little spirits. If they didn't know it. 
Why is everybody yelling at us? Flying off the shelves. We're like, we really made great wine. Yes, you did, Foreskins. Yes, you did. Oh, I love it so much. All right, some birthdays for you. Lily Aldridge as well as Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Oh, you wanted again? I didn't know you wanted again. Oh, my God. It's only two birthdays. Sunshine on my vagina makes me happy. I say we play that every hour. Absolutely. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's one of our favorite segments of the whole week. Hit it, Steve. Because he's R.J. Bell. R.J. Bell. R.J. Bell. Bell is the founder of Pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press. He uh, He's given us some football picks over, what are we in, season four, season five? Where are we so far here, R.J.? Uh, season five. Season five. Season five with a winning record. Last week, one and two, not great, still at 50% for the season. Still got some room to go to make this a winner again this year, RJ. I know. And listen, history tells us it's going to happen. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm super confident. And oh, by the way, I just want to say, I don't know if this is manly or not, but when the song was just on, mm-hmm. I was waving my hands above my head. So <laughs> in the air, like you just don't care. <laughs> exactly. So judge it if you want. I would like to just say this, too, about your picks is that it's easier to pick a winner or loser than it is against the line. Oh, well, listen. So what you're trying to do is pretty difficult. And what we've done, right? Exactly. And and that's the thing is gambling, sports betting especially, for 97% of people, and that's the stat, they lose money. As long as you're betting an amount that's recreational, no problem. The danger, guys, is when people think they're pro level and they're not. Be careful. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, let's uh, start with this week's picks. The Big Dog Pick is a game that has received not only national but international attention. Why don't you bring folks up to speed with why the Kansas City Chiefs are in L.A. playing the Rams this weekend? Yeah, so one of the big games of the season, especially as these teams played so well. The Rams, one of the best teams in the NFL. Kansas City, one of the best teams in the NFL in Mexico City. Now, the NFL has grand aspirations about going global in this game has been a marquee game this annual mexico city game on top of the multiple london games but then there were field issues issues where hey this isn't a playable field so they decided to actually move the game back to la so a home game for the rams but boy is there a lot of complexity here one who gets the tickets Because this isn't a typical home game, so the season ticket holders are not getting the tickets automatically. They have a chance to buy them. Also talk that they're going to donate a lot of tickets to the firefighters and the different responders helping with the fires. Now, that's a wonderful thought, but how does that affect the game? Meaning, is it going to be Rams fans or is it going to be just casual football fans, thus maybe less of a home field advantage? Another complexity... The coach for the Rams is brilliant, McVay. We call him the young genius, the boy genius. He really is a smart, modern coach. I call him McVay. That, well, there you go. See, yeah. well, it's a whole different, <laughs> it's a whole different thing there. But the fact of the matter is, his intelligence might have messed the Rams up here. They had already traveled to to Colorado to get ready at altitude. Remember, Mexico City is high altitude, so they were getting ready for that, and now they're going to have to come back. So it's a home game. They're going to travel halfway across the country and back to play. 
So you add all that up on top of the Rams and all of the energy the fires took up last week, rightfully so, but still affecting the game. I love, and it's my first pick, the Chiefs plus three and a half points in that game. Wow. Okay. There's a lot of exposition going behind that pick. Uh, your best bet <laughs> is going to be the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears playing. How about that? Well, I thought in L.A. we'd give it a little extra color, you know, for the fans. Sure. No, it's <laughs> good info. We'll make this one short. Bears, Vikings. Bears are favored by two and a half at home. We like the underdog Vikings in this game. Listen, the Bears have exceeded expectations, no doubt about it. But they've had an easy schedule. And also great coaching. Their coach Nagy's been great. Another young, good coach. But Minnesota has maybe the most underrated coach in football, Zimmer. He is not going to get outcoached by the Bears, which is a big disadvantage for the Bears. Also, Minnesota, you remember the Minneapolis Miracle went to the NFC Championship game against Philly. They haven't had quite that same quality year, but it's been a lot about injuries. Now, though, off a bye, the Vikings are healthy. So our best bet of the week, second pick, Minnesota plus two and a half. This is the uh, twice in one week you're, bet- you're giving us a pick on the Seattle Seahawks. You were right last week with plus 10 at the Rams. This week they're uh, playing Green Bay Packers on Thursday night football. Yeah, big game. Early mm-hmm. pick here on Thursday. Love Seattle again. Line in this game is only two and a half against the Packers. One of the things we talk about, home field advantage is typically three. So even if Seattle just had a typical home field, then it would be saying Green Bay's better than Seattle. I don't really think they are, but then you add in Seattle has the best home field advantage in the NFL when it's a high intensity game, when the crowd is enthused. Here's one way we measure that. As long as Seattle's not favored by a touchdown or more, we figure competitive game, right? Last seven years, home games that are competitive for Seattle, they've covered the Vegas spread. Seattle has 73% of the time. Think about that. That's a winning percentage. It's even tougher on the road on Thursday. And remember, this is Green Bay's third road game in four weeks. They've traveled a ton. It's a tired team on short rest. We're going to go with Seattle, favored by two and a half. All right, those are your picks from R.J. Bell this week. The big dog, Kansas City Chiefs, plus three and a half over the Los Angeles Rams. Best bet, Vikings, plus two and a half over the Bears. Seattle Seahawks, minus two and a half over the Green Bay Packers. R.J.'s Dream Preview is the podcast available on iTunes. They do NFL episodes and college as well. And don't forget, the daily radio show is straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell. Three to four on the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's really the only... How do you describe it? The only national sports betting show, I guess, right? Yeah, it's the only show dealing with sports betting that's on a national network. We're on 200 stations on Fox. All right. Congratulations. Pregame.com and on Twitter at RJ in Vegas. Have a great week, sir. We'll talk to you just before Thanksgiving next Wednesday. Thanks, RJ. Thank you, guys. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. It's not your dad's Robin Hood. It's not your grandpa's Robin Hood. It's not your great-great-great-grandfather's Robin Hood. It's our Robin Hood. And it opens up in theaters everywhere on Wednesday, November the 21st. And Robin Hood himself, Taryn Edgerton, in studio with us. Yes. Now the Kevin hey, show. thank yes. you so much for having hey. me. Welcome. Taryn, thank it's great you. to meet you. No, it's great to be here with you. Thank you so much for making the time. We've been Aww. doing the show... 
for a long time, <laughs> like and I've we never made seen. The time. Uh, oh. No, you do. It, it goes both ways. So thank you. <laughs> I've never seen Allie more excited about a guest yeah. and have her say to me, oh, I'm going to ask him about this. Oh, I need to know about this. Yeah. Oh, i got to tell him this. I feel like you've been cribbing for this like it's a Supreme Court really? justice hearing yeah. or something, Allie. How no, very I, was, I was obsessed with Kingsman. Yep. Like, it was just my absolute favorite. Uh-huh. And then when you were cast in Elton John, I was like, are you are you kidding? Of course he was. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. But I also led the charge, whether you wanted to do the movie or not, for you to have been Han Solo. Yes. And I was out of my mind about that for a good three months on the air. Yeah. I basically threatened Disney. Right, yeah. yeah that, was a funny, that was a funny old time. I think what happened was um, I had some reservations about it and I think... Um, you made as, the right decision? Uh, well, no, I don't know. I, I've, I, I haven't seen it and it, um, I, that's kind of... It's because it's slightly painful, but a huge part of me really wanted to do it and yeah. then a big part of me was worried about doing it as well because I think what, the, what I arrived at in my mind was that nobody's playing that role but Harrison no. Ford, you know, yeah. and... Yeah. and, and, and um, you know, I have faith in my own abilities, but I don't have faith in my abilities to the point that I feel like I can live up to the biggest movie star of all time, you know? So, mm. um, I, 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 uh, I kind of buy that, bowed out of that Same race. with me, man. Yeah. I was like, so similar. I, I was like, <laughs> you were so difficult. close, Jensen. So close. But then I decided the last minute, I was like, I'm going to do this Alf movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm ready for that. Yeah. But, but the guy they the got, difference. the guy they got, an amazing, amazing actor. I wanted falling cover. in love you know, with I've him. Heard Halfway through the, the movie, movie, I was like, "All right, he's awesome. He's awesome." Yeah, so, he was great. But, but Taryn, tell, explain the difference to me then. So I understand your reservations on uh, walking in Harrison Ford's shoes, but then to play Elton John, which yeah. is another decision. You, I mean, this is a guy who we all know as well as anybody are growing up our whole lives. Well, I guess in some respects, although you know people have kind of portrayed him in in small you know clips and things, like I know Justin Timberlake played him for this train don't stop here anymore but I uh, no one had played that role before and I felt that uh, something of my skill set would lend itself to to portraying him um, because I sing a little bit oh, and a little bit a little bit and yeah. also the um, as the costume designer the costume designer said this to me when we first started he said you're right for this because you're feisty but fragile. And, <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I feel there's probably some truth in that. So, um, I, yeah, they instinctively felt that that was one to try and pursue and make happen. Yeah. I gotta tell you, we were talking uh, a little bit earlier before you came in about yes. the fact that you make great choices. It seems like every mm-hmm. single thing you pick is good. Oh, uh, well, that's very kind It has to, to be say. difficult. Yeah, I mean... I, I try and choose things for variety, and I try and choose things because I think I will enjoy the process of making them. But also, you kind of want to think that, you know, in 40 years' time, when I look back on the ride, that I can see a chronology that makes sense, and I understand why I made decisions and didn't do things for the right decisions. So it's very, very lovely that you think that, and I'm grateful. It's because you haven't been offered enough money to do a terrible movie yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'd say any day, any day, any day now, maybe. As soon as someone dangles that one, all the integrity will fly out of the window. We call those a house payment. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me go back to Elton for one second, because I want you to share with our listeners the story I saw you share on Kimmel last night, which is uh, how you spent your birthday weekend. weekend. Uh, Oh, yeah. Zelta John, because this is a, talk about the twenty number twenty nine has got to be your best birthday memory ever. I would imagine. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it was kind of amazing. I um, I arrived in uh, New York on Friday night to start promoting Robin Hood, and uh, obviously, I've just finished this other movie about Elton, and 
he and I have gotten to know each other a bit, and I went to his concert with his husband and my family. And um, yeah, he uh, he dedicated a song to me and also the director of the film. Wow! And um, it was "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me," and it was very, 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 very moving. And yeah, wow. um, yeah. How, how strange is it to say the words "I know him"? Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean? it is strange. It, it's even weirder when an email pops up on my phone from him. It's like, you know, you just don't think of Elton John tapping away emails on his phone. <laughs> no, you yeah. don't at all. You know? If I got that, I'd think it's like one of those African kings asking me for millions <laughs> yeah, of dollars. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Does um, he ever type out LOL or any emojis? Uh, no, oh, but you get the impression it. he types, you know, he's... He's, his mind works at a million miles per hour, mm. and he's very high energy and uh, and high levels of enthusiasm, and you sort of get that impression in his emails sometimes. Is it difficult yeah. to play somebody who's still alive and still that crazy vibrant? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I don't know how difficult it is. I guess what you try and do is you try and dial up the nat the natural characteristics you have that 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 lend themselves to him, to him so right. so you know there's a there's definitely a tempestuous side to me sure um and there's definitely a side to me that feels the injustices in things quite acutely which i think is very out <laughs> but i also hope that there's something vulnerable in me and and something of the big kid in me and i think that's that's very out did too. he ever pull you aside and go hey uh why don't you play it this way no he didn't <laughs> he's really given me freedom and license and always been very very supportive sometimes he would have i would send him recordings of the songs because it's a musical and i sing it all myself so i would send him things and sometimes he would have thoughts about that but mm. i mean thoughts that were always couched you know very kindly and very nicely and, and um it's not and, as terrible as it could have been that sort of thing no no, <laughs> he, no he doesn't have to be that nice no he doesn't have to be that nice and i think it speaks to who he is actually he's, now, he's a you wonderful knew man. him already obviously from the kingsman too so yeah. uh, so it wasn't as intimidating to meet him you know when you were talking about this project but did that get together back on that movie did that have some impact on how you got cast for it like did he see you there yeah. and go hey i like that bloke yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, there was a bit of that, yeah. Weirdly, I ha knew about the existence of this that project for, for a long time before and um, and had kind of emailed my agents and said, because Tom Hardy was originally attached to do it, and I said, um, look, is Tom still going to do this movie? Because if not, I'd love to throw my name into the ring. It was a little audacious of me, actually, actually because I wasn't really... I'm still not anyone really. But if Tom Hardy's really there, if then. Tom Hart is there, you don't even try? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and then, funnily enough, a year later, Matthew Vaughan came around and said, look, I'm thinking of... I'm thinking of getting into this project. How do you feel wow. about playing out? And then it was kind of felt fated, really. And... Um, and yeah, the rest is history, as they say. All right, last question before we have to take a break with our guest here in Edgerton. And then we want to talk all about Robin Hood Great. after the break. And that is, you also said something else in an interview recently where you talked about how you had to shave your head yeah. in order to, to do the, all the various Elton hairstyles that yeah, you have throughout yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, is it, is it growing back okay? Because you will not take that hat off. No, I, I mean, I might give you a little sneak peek, but I'm yeah. just concerned. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's going back. I mean, it was kind of... 
a week and a half ago I shaved it, I think. Guys, so there... he could be Sideshow Bob. Girls are going to love the dude. <laughs> yeah. He can't ugly himself up, right? <laughs> I have to say, I quite like the look. The hat thing is just something that I'm really enjoying. It's not something I've done It's before. odd, though, that you're, you're holding the headphones on the side of your head because you don't want to take the hat off. Well, I just think it looks it's a good. good. Look. It does it's look good. good. Yeah. Let the man right. live. But Let the also, man live. But we're also on radio. Just want to point that out. Yeah, it's this okay. is true. All this good. is true. No, but, but you never we're looking at him. <laughs> you never want to... Uh... You never want to compromise the look, do you? Sure. That's right. Yeah. Karen is the coolest guy in the room. There's <laughs> oh, that's no question by far. Yeah. Robin Hood opens in theaters next Wednesday, November 21st. We'll talk all about that. And I know Allie has a bunch of other questions for Karen when we return to it. <laughs> right after this on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Our guest in studio is the actor Taryn Edgerton here on the Kevin and Bean Show. We are delighted to have you, Taryn. Do you need tea or anything or water? Do you know? I've just absolutely guzzled the black coffee. I mean, if there's okay, another, so you're good. I, I, I think I'm good. If I have another one too so, shortly afterwards, I'll, I'll get jittery and overexcited. Start bouncing off the walls. I'll start bouncing off the walls, and my hat might fall off. And no, we can't, no, we can't no, have that. No, 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 exactly. No. no. Kevin gave you a compliment in that you have uh, you've seemed to have unerring taste in the film projects that you have taken so far. So I know that there was a, a lot of thought behind say. playing Robin Hood because a lot of people played Robin Hood. Uh, yeah. Mixed results over the years. Yeah, and you exactly. said yes. Why? I said yes for an, for well. To be honest, initially when it was just a concept, I was um, I had fairly large reservations. But Otto Bathurst, who directed the picture, um, he is the kind of master mastermind behind that series, Peaky Blinders. Mm -hmm. And oh. Allie's favorite show. I'm not allowed to talk about it on the air because I talk about it too much, but Arthur is in the movie. He, he, Sorry. he is so, in I the movie. So I screamed when I saw Paul him. Anderson, not that, yeah. Not he's that a, you're a... all not great, but <laughs> Arthur is in it, you guys. You got it, you're right. Um, and it was something of that style of putting a kind of rock and roll twist on a historical kind of period piece that just felt like it would work for a Robin Hood movie because, as you say, there have been so many of them, but it's a total reimagining. It's a retelling of the story. How different is this from all of the other versions that we've seen? I mean, even from, you know, you can check out the trailer just i mean the, the difference at the heart of it is that we've we've approached it like a modern story the archery is very fast-paced and the stunt sequences are designed to feel more like they're from modern warfare rather than a period film so and also you know it's it's an origin story at the start mm -hmm. of the movie you don't really recognize him as the hero from folklore he's just this messed up kid who has been put in this awful situation where he's been fighting in the crusades for four years and he's very damaged and because of the archery and the choreography, it is so, it's so insane what you're seeing in this movie. It feels almost like a modern day superhero. You're like a yeah. medieval superhero in well, this that's, movie. Well, that's what we're going for, you know, something that kind of, basically, you know, my character meets Jamie Foxx's character, who is called John, and he teaches him this style of archery that's incredibly fast-paced. It's a real style of archery that I learned from a guy named Lars Anderson. Yeah, who I, who I know because I love YouTube. You've got, he's, he's got like a, a YouTube, YouTube sensation. Yeah. yeah, So he can fire nine arrows in four seconds. He's a machine. Oh wow! Um, he's crazy. Insane. That's so insane. It is insane. And when you watch the videos, you don't believe it. And then you get to meet him in real life and he can just do these insane things. We used to do this like practice exercise where he would we would fire arrows at each other with huge foam heads on the end of them so mm -hmm. that they're safe when they hit you. And I 
I, I, there was a day where I managed to hit him and it did not happen very often and I hit him from about, I mean, I'm metric, so I'd say like 40, 50 metres away, which mm -hmm. is, I don't, I mean, I, I'm rubbish with feet. That's a hundred miles. Thank you, yes. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, 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 yeah. It's two, two journeys to the moon and back. Um, but, um, and I hit him and as I hit him, I made the mistake of laughing. Oh, and the moment I laughed, he hit me right between the eyes. <laughs> oh, no word of a lie. He was just a toying split, with you, a toying with me. <laughs> wow! A split second later. Terry, wow. so, this is a dumb, dumb question. Forgive me, because I'm unfamiliar with Lars's uh, YouTube channel. But why is he so good at shooting arrows? Like, what was what's his impetus to learn how to be so good at that? Because it's not a skill that's very useful. No, I think it, if I'm, I mean, you'd have to ask him. But my suspicion is that it's a kind of obsessive thing. I, he does. He, he he doesn't really talk about a great deal else. He's very, very passionate. It's his life. And I think, you know, when you... It's like, you know, great piano players, for example, the reason they're great is because they spend every waking moment doing it. And I think that's just what he does, and it's how he earns his living. How good did you get? I got okay. I know the studio released some footage of me training, um, and I'm okay. I suspect they may have made me look a little better than I am. <laughs> Certainly. You go to them and say, hey, make me look a little yeah. better on the whole arrow thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think some clever editing. But um, it's, uh, I did spend a lot of time learning, and I quite enjoyed it, actually. Not so much that I've kept it up and that it's become like a pastime, but I did, I did have a good time learning. Were there any mishaps where somebody accidentally got hit by an arrow on the set while filming the movie? Like, no, the, like the crow? The way, yeah, no. no oh, my word. That, would, that would really be a dark yes, secret of the production, Sorry. wouldn't it? Sorry. Um, uh, so, that no. went south so fast! <laughs> okay. Okay, how am I going to bring that one back around? Um, Did anyone get injured? That, no, uh, I was thrown off a horse. You were thrown off a horse? I was thrown off a horse. I'm, uh, I... Um, I'm not that big a fan of our equine uh -huh. uh, brothers and sisters. I I like I, I, I like them to look at and observe uh -huh. from afar. Um, I even like other people on top of them. I just don't particularly like being on top of them. So Do you feel out of control? I feel out of control, mm -hmm. and I feel like they are inherently skittish, and I feel like they're inherently unpredictable. They're and also monstrous when you're sitting on top of you. Like, okay, this horse weighs piece. a yeah. thousand times what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and the, for me... The risk to reward thing is is massively outweighed. <laughs> he's right, he's it's right. kind of, it's sort of enjoyable, but it hurts your bum, and sure. I, you know I just don't really get it. But I got through the movie anyway. But but the first couple of weeks we arrived there, and I got on the back of this horse, and I went to uh, I think it was called Laszlo the horse master. I was like, I shouldn't be on this horse. I can feel it doesn't want me on it. I can feel it doesn't want me on it. And so he got me off that horse, and then made me get on another horse. And the moment I got on the second horse, I was obviously giving off a vibe. Yeah, they yeah. sense they it. They sense it. And the moment I got on that second horse, it bolted. And it bolted for about... Oh, I, no. there was about It was about... I think it must have been seven seconds, which is a long time. That's like of three being, miles. Of being on yeah. it. Yeah. Before... Yeah. <laughs> so it's only half a journey to the moon and back. Um, <laughs> it, three, like seven seconds of knowing I was going to come off it. And genuinely, I know this sounds dramatic, I really thought I was going to die. I really thought I was going to oh, die. I believe it. I thought it was the end. Because it was galloping. And I... Oh, and I, I was trying to get it to stop and shouting at it and I thought it was the end and then this was two weeks in of like prep and then I had to do the whole movie <laughs> with smelling bruised ribs did you get hurt I was going to ask did you get hurt I had to go to hospital yeah oh, yeah bruised did? ribs oh, wow. Yeah. Right. wow and you knew you were going to hit the ground at some point and in your mind you were imagining how well, much yeah. is that and I mean hurt? you know there's always that uh, you know not to be 
overly serious, but there's always that Christopher Reeve thing in your mind with horses, you know, and actor. Yeah, it's just kind of, yeah, it's a serious thing. It's a serious. It's a miracle he's alive today, you guys. That's what he's saying. Right next to us. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch by God. uh, Let me hit the movie cast again, and then we'll do 60 seconds with Taryn before he leaves. This is a phenomenal group of people in this movie. Taryn obviously is playing Robin. You got Jamie Foxx as John. Ben Mendelsohn as the sheriff in Nottingham. Eve Hewson, who, by the way, I fell in love with on the neck. She's a wonderful actress. She plays Maid Marion. Tim Minchin, our friend Tim Minchin. Love Tim. Love him. We love him so much. And Jamie Dornan. Come on, ladies. Will Scarlet in the movie. It's a great cast. It opens up everywhere on Wednesday, November 21st. Before you go, Taryn, Kevin is going to fire at you 60 seconds of questions. First answer that comes to your mind, okay? I love it. Great. 60 seconds with Taryn Edgerton. What were you like in high school? Um, Chubby. Chubby. (laughs) What was the worst job you ever had? Uh, I used to help old ladies try shoes on in a clothes store called Peacocks in my hometown. Uh, we talked about Star Wars. What's a role in a movie you were upset you didn't get? Um, uh, the lead role in Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk by Ang Lee. I'm less upset now that it's come out. <laughs> <laughs> Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Say that again? Dog kisses on the mouth. Dog yes. kisses on the mouth. Not a chance. Okay. No way. Pineapple on pizza, yes, or I'm not an animal? A hundred percent, yes. Okay. Oh, so British. Have you ever been in a real fight? Uh, I have, and I hated it. Did you win? I did. You won, and you hated it. Uh, What's your go-to song for karaoke? Uh, Faith, George Michael. Oh, nice. What's the thing most people would be surprised to find out about you? Um, oh, I don't know, actually. Third nipple. Third nipple. Let's go third nipple. (laughs) And it's on the sole of my foot. (laughs) Strange placement, but okay. (laughs) Karen, you are a delight, my friend. Thank you so much for stopping by the Kevin Uh, Bean Show. I've had a great time. Thank you so much. Thanks. We appreciate it. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. Dr. Drew Pinsky is on the line as he is every week about this time. And Drew, tell our listeners where you are right now and what you're ready, getting ready to do. I'm sitting in a dressing room watching Rachel Ray about to go on her show. And you guys are going to be cooking what today? Some sort of a rice pilaf? I, I just saw <laughs> Italian uh, tomatoes go by, so I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing some sort of pasta. <laughs> I love that Drew goes on all these shows. I do, too. No matter what it is, they figure out a way that Drew makes sense. Whether it's it will make Williams. sense, trust me, because it's, it's a holiday show and relationships get tense and they want to hear about it. The amazing thing to me is that people still don't have common sense solutions to common problems. That's weird to me. Yes, you become the voice of reason. That is, yes. We should be able to figure this stuff out by ourselves. Uh, yes, right. yes. We'd well, rather worry about our language these days than about anything else. We are actually very happy to have you on as we are each week because you do talk about important things. And this is one that we all realized is serious and doesn't get discussed a lot, and that is breast cancer. Breast Cancer Awareness Month was last month, but it is back in our local news because of a friend of all of ours that you worked with, Dr. Drew at KBC, Jillian Barbary, had a double mastectomy last week. Why don't you walk us through a little bit because I feel good talking about this because she's been so public with the details. We're not violating anything here, but what, what happened in her situation? that led her to that decision? Uh, well, she was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, she has breast cancer, and uh, she has stage two, as far as I know. It was involved the lymph nodes, and that is a mastectomy. Uh, I don't know why she decided. I think more cosmetic and just to uh, eliminate any potential future risks. She went for the bilateral mastectomy. But, uh, yeah, that, that's what you do when there's cancer and of that nature, and uh, depending on the cell type. Again, cancer, you got to understand, cancer is an abnormal growth of a particular cell. One cell 
has an error in its DNA metabolism, your immune system doesn't pick it up, and that cell then just populates. So every cell in your body can be a source of cancer, which I know is a lovely thought, but commonly things, the sort of the, what they call adenocells, things that are in our glandular tissue are the things that are most commonly associated with cancer, that and our hematological systems. How common is breast cancer and how good are most women about getting mammograms and staying on top of it to make sure that it doesn't sneak up on them? Yeah, yeah, Bean, this was an interesting part of the story for me. It's like, I, you know, Julian was a year late on her mammogram and you should not obviously be late. You get them done regularly. And when she had her mammogram, she went... She came back to me and she goes, what do they mean that there is something that looks like cancer? Why, why do they use that word? I said, I said, that's why we do mammogram, to detect cancer. It was a very strange experience for me to realize that some people go through these, the experience of doing screening, not really understanding why they're doing it or what they're doing it for. We, we are looking for early detection, early signs that there might be something cancerous brewing. And then we can jump on it. And I think uh, common sense tells most people that for most cancers, early intervention, you can reduce the potential. You can improve the prognosis. Uh, Some cancers, like pancreatic cancer, it almost doesn't matter when it's diagnosed. It's already spread everywhere. And so one of the features of these cells as they begin to grow, again, this one single cell that becomes cancerous, is it loses the usual connectivity with the cells of its own type, and they just start drifting out into other parts of your body, usually through the lymph or bloodstream or by direct extension, and then those become little regions that cancer continues to grow. And, of course, you know, carcinomatosis, it can get all over the place, and it's very, very, very hard for us to fight that back. But we're living in a time when the treatment, you know, a third of women get breast cancer. It's exceedingly common. It has always been exceedingly common. I don't understand people looking around going, why is everyone getting cancer? Well, you live long enough, you will get a cancer of one type or another. Our immune system is not as good at at detecting these cancers, and our DNA repair mechanisms aren't as efficient as we get older. And so things go haywire, and we get these things if you live long enough. And we live a long time these days, so people are getting them. They're exceedingly common, but it is there's a ton now to be done with this. We now have almost personalized. You can almost get a sort of a signature of the cell you're going after and then figure out a particular set of biological interventions that are not just general poisons like we used to do. Chemos were just previously general poisons. Now we can actually unlock the immune system ability to see that cell. For these cells to grow, your immune system has to not detect it, right? So the cancers learn, so to speak, ways to put proteins on their surface that protect it from your own immune system and make it essentially invisible, we now have cancers that unlock that and allow your immune system to go in and clean it up. Suck it, cancer. Yeah, no kidding. That is great news. That's great news. Drew, do you Drew, do you uh do you believe in sort of like the gene testing and stuff like that for this? Like is Oh one hundred percent. I there's a great organization called color.com where you can get genes you can get the thirty most common, again typically DNA repair. Not everyone has an efficient DNA repair system. Uh, you know, things like the BRCA gene I think people are familiar with, but there's also something called Lynch syndrome that's associated there's six at least six different kinds of Lynch syndromes that are associated with inefficiencies in DNA repair. And so it's about $250 to get the testing done. If you are positive, they'll check your first degree relatives for $50. And what's crazy about this, two things, two notes. One is that would have cost five to $10,000 five years ago even. It's unbelievable how fast this this, uh, technology has advanced. And I did it for my family. And lo and behold, my sister, myself, and two of my sons have Lynch syndrome. So we 
have to now get extra aggressive screening done every year because our risk for colon cancer and stomach cancer is high. And guess what? Once you've detected something like Lynch, your insurance company wants to pay for this screening because they don't want to pay for the cancer treatment later. Wow. Wow, you don't hear that often about insurance companies. What is that website again? What's the website? Uh, it's called Color, like like they like the like your red, blue, and green. Mm-hmm. Color s c o l o r dot com. Just color dot com. Okay. You say it's a spit test. You send it in, just like Ancestry or Twenty Three and Me, and it is phenomenally effective and extremely important in terms of how we do the screening. We talked about a mammogram. You change that. You change the kind of screening you do depending on this uh, genetic testing. That I got um, I got a mammogram recently and. The day that I was kind of waiting, it was the first day that I could get results. I saw Jillian's tweet that she had cancer. Mm. Not jo- not joking. Within minutes, my phone rang, and I saw it was my OBGYN's number, and oh, I'm like, wow. oh, God. Don't answer. Don't I'm answer. Don't answer. <laughs> I don't want to answer, but everything is fine, and that's wonderful and great, but I have so many friends that go, oh, I just keep putting it off. I just... I, I just, I'm so busy, I can't do it. Foolish. What are you doing? It's foolish. And, and you know, I got to get colonoscopies and upper endoscopies every year because of my Lynch syndrome, and I just do it. Yeah. And uh, Jillian, uh, back to Jillian's case, I mean, she, there are different cell types of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. There's different biological signatures, and she has a very good one. So I think this is going to go well. And, and okay. again, a, a reminder that even though it's an exceedingly common cancer, most women live a long time after diagnosis. And, and right. the, the, the Jillian Barbary one really stuck with me, too, because it's like this sort of, out, you know, she's so outlandishly outspoken mm-hmm. and she's so loud. And then to see her kind of be vulnerable with this has been so hard. But it's yeah. been helpful for a lot of people to, to realize it could happen to anyone and that everyone needs testing. See, we're, we're, look, we're biological entities. We don't like, we don't like uh, coming to terms with that, but that's the fact. And, uh, All we, right, we final, can, final we question, Dr. Drew. Yeah. We know you have to go to get on the TV, and that is and this that's is right. the most important question, which is why I've saved it for last. How are we doing on breast reconstruction these days? Are they going to look great again one day? They look, uh, listen, ask Jillian. I sent her to a surgeon that does a reconstruction so you wake up with new breasts after the mastectomy, and she... Elise has been tweeting gleefully about the cosmetic result. Dr. Catholic? Huh? Is it Catholic plastic surgery? Yes. Yeah. They do <laughs> yeah, good she, work. Allie's yeah, been looking into great, it. Okay. She does, an amazing, yeah. she, does a, she does an amazing job. I've known her for a long time. And and just you know, you wake up and you're happy. You don't you don't feel disfigured. You've got something that's to your specifications. And uh, Jillian seems really, really satisfied. I'm so happy to hear that, and I'm so happy the surgery went well. We're all uh, pulling for her. All right, drdrew.com is where you want to go for all the podcasts and live appearances. You can also hear them most days, Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on 790K ABC. Have fun on Rachel Ray today. Doc, we love you. Thanks for coming on the Kevin and Bean Show. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Allie's here. Our final look at what's happening here on this Thursday morning and... Free stuff alert. Free stuff, you guys. Creed 2 is in theaters November 21st. You've got Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone, Tessa Thompson, and more. But how about I'm going to give you guys a pair of Fandango passes to see Creed 2 in theaters. If you call right now, 1-800-520-1067, and you can be callers 10 through 14, you're not only going to get that pair of Fandango passes to see Creed 2 in theaters, you are also going to qualify for the Creed 2 rematch in Philadelphia prize pack. What's that, Allie? What's that, Allie? Glad you asked, Kevin. Mm -hmm. It's round-trip airfare to Philadelphia, three-night hotel stay and event transportation, and the ultimate Creed 2 experience. You're going to visit some filming locations. You're going to have a cheesesteak-making 
experience. Yum, yum. Give me some of that. And more. Again, callers 10 through 14 right now at 1-800-520-1067. Good luck to you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So there's a tweet yesterday from the um, official Twitter channel of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. You've been kicked out? Nope. It's three pictures of a man we know, a man we love, just sitting there holding a little American flag and his hand up. And it says, it's a nice day for a naturalization ceremony. Congratulations, Billy Idol, on becoming a new U.S. citizen. Oh, Billy. All right. Wow, he's... Coming in right at the end, isn't he? <laughs> the guy Bad who wa- timing, the someone guy, say. The guy who watches only the season finale. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening here. He walked into the last five minutes of this movie. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Well, um, it, he's got things to look forward to because we need to brace ourse- ourselves as a, as a country, as a people. Because reports are swirling. That Goop founder Gwyneth Paltrow is dropping strong hints that she plans to bring her $250 million lifestyle brand to television. No word yet on the details, but she has launched their first international pop-up in London and is headed to Australia next. Goop TV, you guys. Uh, I need to know how many ways I can make avocado toast. Wait, are you talking about a television show or a network? A lifestyle brand to television. So it could be... Sounds like a TV show. Yeah, sounds like a TV show, like a a Martha Stewart-esque show, only with, you know, crystals you put up your hoo-ha and stuff. Okay. She's definitely going to sing on it. I hope so. Yeah. It's just her and and Huey Huey Lewis Lewis. (laughs) singing karaoke. I didn't think she was a terrible singer in that movie. No, It wasn't a great movie. But she wasn't a bad singer. No, I just think she just tries too hard. I mean, in many things. But in singing, she's just always like, I'll sing. You know, it's like she shouldn't be doing anything. Like, she should be, you know, a huge movie star. And instead, she's like, Huey Lewis, I'm in. It's like, what? What? You're not supposed to work with Huey Lewis, Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) (laughs) What if he's her co-host on Goop? Oh, it'd be great. Right? Oh, my God. Now I need it. You guys... This is a survey that I think a lot of us might agree with. It found that nearly 7 out of 10 people, 69%, nice, said they'd like to skip the tradition of giving and receiving presidents this holiday season. Presidents? Did I say presidents? Yeah. You can give those and receive them? I didn't didn't know that. No. One year I got Teddy Roosevelt, couldn't return (laughs) him. Oh, bummer. (laughs) Awful. The tradition of giving and receiving presents Presents. this holiday season if their friends and family would agree to it. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Most of those (laughs) surveys said they would rather give and receive the gift of time. So instead of, you know, going out, buying gifts, doing all that, they would rather just spend time oh, with family and friends. I thought friends. you meant buy me a watch. No, Which I'm no. also into. Gift of time, a watch, I see what you did, yeah. yeah. Hurry up, hurry up, Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Thank you. I think I might I might be on board with that. Do you? Yeah. I am, uh, I'm, A, I'm way on board with that. 
And B, the older I get and the more I see the people in the world that need it more than we do, mm-hmm. the more I think I, I wish we could just all just give to charity for it seems It seems frivolous the older you get. It does. but And we've talked about this on the show before, and it, it has been determined, and it may even have been a scientific survey, Kevin. You'll tell me if I'm wrong, but a gift in, say, your name from me to a charity yes. is not a gift to you, is what we determined, right? Even though the intention I, is nice, I it's think, not really a gift to you. I think so, but that's if you expect a gift. Right. And this particular survey is, uh, they would rather not. Mm-hmm. And if they not would rather not, then, then it would be perfectly fine. Because yeah. I think that would be the best thing in the world if people said, look, instead of giving more things to people who already have everything, why don't we give that money that we would have spent to people like fire victims this year in California? Mm-hmm. For yeah, we that didn't. Make we a didn't. Happy Christmas. People were very taken back that we did not have a registry for our wedding. Like, people were bummed. People were like, I want to buy you plates. Yeah, they wanted. No, they wanted. I didn't even really need. We didn't want gifts, really. Right. I mean, if someone wants to give it, fine. That's nice. But I mean, we don't. I don't encourage them. Mm-hmm. I'm just sort of like, no, do so. And a lot of people gave to charity. Which That's was nice. nice. Or they that said is they great. did. No, so people send us the little receipts. It's very nice. <laughs> you really? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's in most a- cases. I think that's an interesting conversation for another day because there are people who love Christmas and love giving gifts and love receiving gifts, too. So, you know, obviously that's the other 30%. But I, I do think there's some discussion to be had on that because I know I certainly know my views on it have changed a lot over the years. Yeah. I like toys. <laughs> okay. All right. Is that what we're saying? Kevin. Very odd. Kevin, why didn't you get the flamethrower? That's been the biggest question, question of 2018 for me. When Elon Musk came out yeah. with the boring yeah. company flamethrower, I thought you would be first in I'm, line. You would you would knock down widows and, and nuns. Are they in line example. for a flamethrower? <laughs> they have some issues. <laughs> and little kids in wheelchairs. You do everything you could to be first to get that flamethrower. You didn't even try to buy one. Yeah, I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> It was something. That's a good way to get a new file off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, speaking uh, of gifts. My husband died. I want a flamethrower. Please. So, so common. I've been waiting three days. This man just pushed me over from the radio. My husband's been dead. Somebody do the right thing and get Kevin a flamethrower for Christmas. Are you already over it, though? The flamethrower? Oh, like God, that. no. I love fire. You still want it. It's just fire that's going on now is so hurts so much because yeah. there's so much pain for people. So it's hard to say you like fire. But yeah. yeah. I like fire that's not destructive. Okay. Let's put it that way. Like in a candle. Sure. All right. Or in your heart. Or your soul. Sure. Maybe your butt. <laughs> or, or in the heart of a widow. Oh. Waiting in line. Or none. Flamethrower. Oh dear. Don't forget to rock the vote this Tuesday. Okay, no, wait, no, this is not. not it's a week, week Rod, late. Rodney, this is weeks late. No, do something. It's too late. Black president. It's okay. up to you. I'm sorry. And me oh. and all of us. Again. Black president. Well, we weren't talking about the vote. Nope. Shake some action. Okay. I hope huh. you all get out there. Okay. Shake some action and Thanks watch the vote. Just okay. think, when I'm on next week, we'll have a new president. I don't think that's true. Black, we really need something <laughs> to shake some action. Get the shake some action. focused on the wrong thing. Get out and yeah. vote Tuesday. Okay, no, nope, start early and it's go already on passed. Eight or nine o'clock. Mm. And uh, say good night. And it's next over, week, over a week ago, right? We'll have a new black president. That's just oh, not God. the case. Oh. Yeah. I wish she said black president more. <laughs> Well, we made it to 2016. <laughs> it's the new year. I'd like to welcome everybody for another new year. Right. It's great uh-huh. to be back again. Okay. Something new. 
There is a band from Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're from Montreal. They're called Citizenship. Okay. And they spell it S-T-Z-N-S-H-P. Okay. I what? think we're the valves. Yeah. This is from... Um, I don't think this is on the album. Okay. But mm. it's a B-side. It's okay. called The New Year. And oh. here they are. Oh. Citizenship. Okay. okay. Very timely. Thank you, Thank Rodney. you. Hey, it's Friday. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm Rodney. You're Friday. It's not Friday. <laughs> hey, it's Rodney Bingenheimer it's, here. It's winding down another week of great flashbacks. It's just Thursday. That's Richard's show. Man, what am I doing? Am I doing the flashback show or what? <laughs> no. Make a wish. It's 2011. <laughs> Is wrong with 106.7 Rock, KROQ. Sort of busy. It's brand new from The Verb. All the original members. Coming in hot. The Verb doing Love is the Noise. And that was really good, too. I like that from them. And that's truly Kat, Kat's what? group there. Now, what Kat has to do, she has to play uh, on her show. She's okay. got to play Buck uh, Brothers or Parka. So those are my bands. And then, Airborne Toxic Event is her band, and I played her band, so it's only fair that she plays a Rodney band on her show. Cat Corbett. Okay. Okay. She she literally discovered this band we're about to play. Back to you, Allie. The Airborne Toxic Event. Okay. From Airborne Toxic Event. Toxic. And we're going to be at Bordner's tomorrow night. Oh, okay. Hollywood and going to be a good show. Okay. And whenever but, you go to the shows, well, they give out these CDs. Listen, yeah. I got to like home. Three CD set with a lot of songs on them. I'm running. So you got to check out. Here's one of the bands. You saw the album cover. You can imagine that girl on the cover of that. And we have the to go. single of um, Standing Next to Me has the same girl in a pretty amazing looking moment you should check what? it out <laughs> I kind of found out what her name was but I didn't have her name I thought it was Kate Moss but it's yeah. not okay. Okay. he has a okay. photographer listening we, he's got a web page his name is Sam Hopkins okay. really check out the girl on the <laughs> last child puppet she's quite amazing okay back to you they go on uh, at 7.30 okay. get there early everyone's going to be there Cosmo <laughs> Topper Cosmo Topper all the cool bands oh, the cool bands they each do 30 minute sets Okay. okay. Bordell tomorrow. We're seriously out of time. Tonight, today, is, tonight, at yeah, Monday. To be clear, it's Airborne and Toxic Rodney Event will not be there. Correct. Music, tonight. But it's good. I love it. A lot okay. of Rodney news bands. Of the new and flashbacks of the flashbacks mm-hmm. okay. coming up. Uh, it's be like playing. flashback inception. I'll be hosting. The K-Rock <laughs> van will be there. It'll be a K-Rock night coming up. Okay. You back to you, Alec. Like work here anymore. Canners. Oh. I go to Canners just about every night yeah. around 1045, mm-hmm. 11. It's a great all-night deli on Fairfax. Okay. Yeah. Is, there every night. We're out of time. Get there early. There's Nuts. food there. It's all ages. Wait, there's, oh, there's food, food at the diner? On. A bunch of other bands are playing right now. Okay. Actually, my dolls were on earlier. I actually drove oh by God. on the way it's here. It's going to be dinner time by the Stuck time it's done. I my head off the car window <laughs> and I can't hear them playing. Kevin, what's coming up on tomorrow's show? K-Rock after I left Canners. I'll meet you down at the Troubadour. Okay. keep missing them at Canners. No. They come to Canners okay. and oh I keep God. missing them. They okay, get Rodney, there too please, early. Please. you got to catch me at a certain time. Okay. That's when what you can time find me. And um, I love you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Ended up on that, an up note. All right. Lovely okay. finish. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Thank Isn't that you. The day that oh. oh, my God. It's a black president Iceberg. again. Mm, Here he comes. <laughs> okay. Um, Allie, we're out of time for you to say goodbye. So, Kevin, why don't you do the business here? 
On your drive home today, let's do a commercial free 5 p.m. hour random act of helpfulness in the SoCal Helpful Honda Dealers. Tomorrow morning on all new Kevin and Bean Show. Cheers with mugs. Weird Al, thanks for that info, Bean, and keep it 100. Bama Lama Bama Lou. And that. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K O Q Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.